You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 74, Feng Shui and the Holidays. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. So welcome. We're hey. Hi, Laura. So Laura and I are both here and we're going to talk to you today about function the holidays since we're getting close to that time of year. Thanksgiving is coming up for you guys, right? Yeah. When do you guys have it? Ours was way back when, way back in October. Canadians celebrate Thanksgiving at the beginning of October. Oh, I see. So we don't do the whole, we don't have that like, you know, where Thanksgiving kicks off the entire holiday season, you know, for in the U.S. It's more like, you know, in once it's December, like after the first week of December, then, you know, I feel like it's really, we start ramping up. Well, there's other holidays. There's Christmas, there's Hanukkah, there's Kwanzaa, there's New Year's, and then people have their winter break. So there's a lot of time off and family time right near the end of the year. And it's also a time when the weather's getting colder. So you actually start to gather more, you spend more time indoors and you're together with people gathering rather than spending time outside and, and in the world. So I don't know if this is just me, but when I think about the function of the holidays, I often think about a couple, well, the main thing I think about is that it can be energetically depleting because we're around so much family and we're more together. And also since it is like that winter energy, it's more condensed and less vibrant and less vitality. But I also feel like for me, that's the time when I actually get to wind down and rest a little bit. So what about you, Laura? How does the, how do you feel not during the holidays? Um, I feel okay. I, I do love, I'm like super into the holidays. I am a baker at Christmas. That's it. Like I don't bake any other time. So I like to bake. I like to get, I'm just super, I don't know. I'm super into it. I think it's cause I grew up with it. My mom was it, like, it looked like Christmas exploded in our house when I was growing up. So, <laughs> so we do a lot of stuff here, but I try and over the years I have tried to keep it pretty simple. Like I find there's more joy in baking for me than there is in shopping. Like I'm actually not a great shopper. I have to be really, I'm really specific with, like, I don't get drained from that stuff. Having a lot of family over and having, you know, to care for people and nurture them and like making sure everyone's happy. Yeah, that can be draining, but And you know, this year I'll be on retreat actually. Also I'll be at a, in a one week meditation retreat over the holidays. And I, I really like to do that actually, cause that's a good time to get away. Cause people aren't calling me the week between Christmas and New Year's. (laughs) Anyway, so let's get on with what we're going to talk about. So so since my perspective on the holidays is a little bit about like resting and because resting is, that's what wintertime is about. Wintertime is related to death. Actually, it's like resting. It's like being inside the seed and this inside the shell of a seed and, um, or being a seed. So you're reserving your energy. So 
when we're around a lot of people and family who can always push, you know, you know, no matter how much you love them, they can always push your buttons. I think space clearing is a really big thing. And I talk about it a lot because I feel like it's really something that everyone can include in their life. And just to be aware of taking the time to slow down and take a breath and notice the environment around you and take a few minutes for yourself. And like, I always travel with a small bottle, a travel bottle of some kind of space clearing mist. So like on my Holistic Spaces store, I have a Palo Santo mist. And then I also have a white sage mist. And those are really good because they're travel size. So they're okay for carry on. And you don't have to burn anything because matches and smoke is a little bit questionable. And this is so important if people are coming over to your house or staying with you. And also when you go to other people's homes or, or hotel rooms, stay with them because there's a lot of energy, residual energy. So I think space clearing is a, is a really important thing to do. Well, actually, Laura, do you do space clearing when you have family around? Um, a little. I might. For me, um, I'd probably do. I do ring bells. I'll do a bell ringing mm. to clear the energy. But I find that I guess maybe it's just the way I decorate. And again, it's not like plastic baubles everywhere. I bring a lot of natural bows and we have, we use a Christmas natural tree. We bows? have a Christmas tree. Like bows, like bows of like bows. holly. Bows of like. Oh, I thought you said holly. bows. I'm like, no, like, like, like B-O-W-S. B-O-U-G-H. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, tree um, bows. Yeah. 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 Like, so cedar and, and that in the house. And I do, I actually, believe it or not, actually make my own wreaths with like, my friend has a big property and we, we get all this natural, like, you know, all these berries and stuff that we can actually get off the property. And so we kind of wildcraft that. Well, that's and space clearing because you're bringing in like pine, exactly. the essential oils of pine and you're bringing cedar, cedar, which is yep. clearing as well. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I find it. That just raises the vibration of the whole house. When you bring in all this green, all this wood energy, you know, you just bring yeah, it all. What's, we're just going to talk about that. Which we'll talk about. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that, and it smells so good. And yeah, I think that's basically how I'm doing it. Well, I'm glad that you brought up the wood energy, which we're going to talk about. So I'll talk about one way to activate wood energy, and then you'll talk about a couple of other ways or one other way, at least. Um, talk about Christmas trees. Yeah. <laughs> In case you didn't know, there's an area of the feng shui map called family. Well, the Chinese name is Zhen. Z-H-E-N, and it's related to new beginnings in family. And it's actually the green area of the Feng Shui Bagua map. So this relates to family and wood energy. So why would it be good to activate the family gua if you have a lot of family around during the holidays? And even if you don't, I feel like family, because it's naturally a time to gather around a hearth and be together inside it's internal time that you know we naturally gravitate towards being around people and then our families so even if you don't have family if you actually start to miss your family so activating the family gua is a wonderful way to work with all these different possibilities and situations and stories that we have around our families whether we have good family relationships or difficult family relationships or no family or too much family or want to start a family, like the family area works with all of that. So you can simply activate the family gua by putting something 
in that area, for instance, like a Christmas tree or some kind of living green plant, or even just taking time and decluttering that area, just giving that area some attention in the home. That's a really great area to work with. And it really starts to bring harmony in the family in whatever way that needs to happen. And it doesn't have to, like, again, it doesn't have to mean extended family. It doesn't have to even mean your actual family. It could be your friend family, whatever represents family to you. I don't think I could put my Christmas tree in the family area, but I think that's a good idea. No, I like that. It makes, oh, I like, thought that I mean, was one of your tips. It, 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 yeah, I like it. And I think, because I think we've had that, we had that question a while ago. And it's something that I seem to get asked every around this time of year. So just like you said, placing a Christmas tree in the family lot, if you can manage that the way your house is laid out. And then I think if you use a Christmas tree, so ours actually ends up being in the center of the home, just the way my house works. And I've got this big area that's sort of very central. And that ends up being, if you're still talking about the Bagua and still talking about the feng shui energies of the space, it literally Christmasifies or brings that energy to the whole house, right? Because that center, whatever you do in the center impacts the energy of the whole house. And it's literally front and center, kind of right in the middle of the home. So when you walk in, you see it, it's this great green, you know, energy that brings you out of this. Cause it's, you know, we're just around this time is really when we're getting into the winter, we still have a long way to go. So I find that being able to have these greens and this, this energy around is a nice way to ease into that. Yeah. That's, you know, that's what I would do. And then I try and have a real Christmas tree. I'm not saying that, you know, I know there's people probably out there that have artificial ones and and I, won't I do. Get, I, yeah, I know you do. I won't, I won't get on my high horse about that, but there, well, you, know, you, no, you should definitely share your opinion. Well, okay. Mind. So I know that some people have, I think that there's sort of different opinions like, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, take cutting trees down. But I mean, these trees are grown. There's a whole like industry that I drive by. Cause again, I live in the middle of nowhere. I drive by a Christmas tree farm and I know people that run Christmas tree farms and it's their livelihood. And And that aside, the other stat is that apparently if you have an artificial tree, studies have shown you actually have to keep it for 20 years in order to make the footprint the same, like in order to basically cover off the emissions, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's landfill, right? It can't be like you chip a, we, when we are done with our Christmas tree, the guys come by here and they put them out on the curb and then the wood chipper comes by and and then, and then it's mulch. So that's my thing about it. Well, I think that there's a few options. Like you can get a living Christmas tree that's potted mm-hmm. and then plant the tree somewhere. And then you can also definitely cut down a tree that's cultivated for that. And that's a managed forest situation. Mm-hmm. And then I think also definitely offer gratitude for the tree. I thank the tree for the purpose it's serving for you. And then, and yeah, then- especially if you're cutting down your own tree, that's like, you can do a mm-hmm. whole thing around just thanking the tree. And then, you know, yes, mm-hmm. I agree. And if you're cutting down your own tree, you can ask permission. You could say, you know, I would love for you to, I would like to invite you into my home to be a Christmas tree and then thank that tree for its offering for you. And then definitely mulch it like Laura suggested. And I personally have a fake tree. However, it's very small because I have a New York City apartment. It's only like three feet tall and it's kind of like, it's almost not quite like a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Yeah, I was going to say, is, is it like the Charlie Brown Christmas tree? No, it has more, has more fake like branches than that. But <laughs> I'm also kind of like anal, so I don't want to deal with pine needles everywhere. Yeah. It can <laughs> be a we, bit of a mess. 
Yeah, but we simply don't have the room. But that's another thing to be mindful of too. Some people keep their tree around and they get lazy and mm. it makes a big mess and it actually becomes a higher hazard at some point. Oh yeah. Mine's um, down like mine is down January second. <laughs> so, so I'm just like I can't because it's just like, okay, it's done. We're done. Yeah. yeah so I mean in my our fake tree, we've had it for uh, I mean at least like five years now. So or longer. Where to go? There you go. But mine's very small, so it's a smaller footprint. No, you're right. Probably... you're right. I'm sure if we did the math on that, the study, the study that I was referring to was like full size trees. Yes, agreed. At the same time, I mean, I'm not planning on getting a new tree ever. That's it. That's it there for me. Go. See, there you go. You're good then. Yeah. So if you get a fake tree, don't get a fake tree every year if you care uh, right. about these sorts of things. Absolutely. And if you don't get a tree, do you have any other decorating tips for people for the holidays? So for not the color. Yeah. Well, just generally, like, I think, like you were saying, there's so many different holidays. So just at the time where family is coming, it's a time when you're welcoming people into your home. So I like to put something on the front of my door or somewhere around the front of my door of the front door that is red. So something red, I actually, when I do the wreath, I have berries that are red. I have dogwood, red dogwood as well, because red, it calls to the chi. It tells, it welcomes in the chi. It greets it. It greets, you know, not just people. When people come and come to the home, they're like, oh, it's so pretty and lights and, you know, sparkly lights and stuff. It really does activate the energy before it comes into the home too. And so that's my other little tidbit. And you, so you don't even need a Christmas tree. You can just do that. And you don't even need to celebrate Christmas. I mean, really, it's just having that red outside. And on the next episode will be right around the US Thanksgiving. So we'll talk about gratitude, which also ties in, I think, into the holidays and, and leading into welcoming the new year, the Western New Year and the Chinese New Year. Well, thanks, Laura. Thank you. And thank all of you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Please tune in on the second and fourth Mondays of every month for a new podcast episode. And actually the other Mondays, we have new blog posts that we put up at mindfuldesignschool.com. And if you like our podcast, please share this podcast with your friends. If you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, that's even better. And we would super love it if you would leave a review. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.